I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Music has incredible power to shape our mood and mold our behavior. It does things like help runners run faster, party goers get ready for a night out, and it boosts creativity. One study even shows that playing music actually makes activities like chores more enjoyable and food tastes better. That's not all. Research has shown that listening to music can reduce anxiety, blood pressure, and pain, as well as improve sleep quality, mood, mental alertness, and memory. The benefits of listening to and singing worship music are even better. They encourage us in God's truth and connect us to our Heavenly Father. It shows gratitude and praise, and it helps us memorize scripture. Today's guests, Jonathan and Emily Martin, love to sing the word because they believe that God's word isn't only true, but it's also beautiful, powerful, life-giving, and helpful. They're here to talk to us about the six pillars of family worship and the incredible resources they created to help you incorporate worship into your family culture. With all those great things I've just shared about music, I want to challenge you to play it more. Choose a playlist, new or old album that you love and play it and see what happens to the atmosphere in your home. I'd love for you to share your music suggestions in the Facebook group. If you share yours, I'll share mine. Are you ready to start parenting with clarity and purpose? Then let's talk. The free resources I offer are great and I hope you're using them. But if you want to take it to the next level, I can help with personal insight and support. As a family culture coach, I'm here to help you know exactly what to do as you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We'll use a simplified step-by-step process that will equip you to reach your goals and fulfill your potential together. Head over to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash coaching to schedule a call. Today, I'm talking with Jonathan and Emily Martin. Jonathan and Emily are songwriters, artists, and resource creators who love serving marriage and families with word-saturated music, content, and live events. They are passionate about writing songs and content to help people of all ages see that God's Word is beautiful, powerful, life-giving, and helpful, and their mission is to encourage families to know and enjoy Christ together. They met and started their music ministry in Nashville, Tennessee. Over the past eight years, they've released seven albums and travel along with their three kids, sharing their songs, speaking about family worship, and leading worship for churches and groups all over the country. They also started and host the As You Go podcast, created to equip and encourage families to be intentional about having consistent conversations of faith and pursuing worship in their home through the six pillars of family worship. Welcome, Jonathan and Emily. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you for having us. We're so glad to be here. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? What are we known for? Oh man, we <laughs> I think we're known for one thing we first. Are kind of known for being a very short family, double-sized family. <laughs> we're all very short. Oh my gosh. So how short is short? Well, I'm five four and I'm the tallest currently. I'm normal short. I'm five two. Okay. Our son was in like 
I don't remember the fifth percentile, fifth percentile for I think height. He's still hoard, holding the uh, seventh percentile for height. He's uh, at least on the chart now. So that's, yeah. that's positive. <laughs> so yeah, we're known for being kind of, we call ourselves travel size because we last 10 years have traveled and done music together and then we're short. So we're compact. Um, <laughs> but, and then I think we're, we're known for just loving God's word, being passionate about that and then loving music and playing Mm -hmm. music together as a family. Mm -hmm. Are your children musical? They are. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, I mean, you never know what's going to come out of them, but we have three kids. Our son Judah is eight. Our daughter Mm -hmm. June is three. And then we actually have a newborn named Milo, but Judah is our drummer boy. I mean, he does a lot of things, but he has been doing crazy things with his hands since he was like one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's really loving piano and just loves to find harmonies. So we're, we're really curious to see what the Lord's going to end up doing with him. Cause we kind of feel like he could go a million different directions. And then our daughter, June, I don't know. I feel like she's more of the singer of the two. She seems to just really enjoy singing and even goodness at like age two, like I would just hear her in her crib singing perfect scales just all by herself and staying in the same key. And I've taught preschool music and I've, I've told Jonathan, like, this isn't normal. (laughs) I think she has a really good singing ear. So we're excited to see if she'll enjoy that as she gets older. Yeah. I can imagine you have such a culture of music and worship in your home that even if they don't themselves perform or play music or that they would have such a great appreciation for it. Yeah, Yeah, we you know, it's funny because we, Emily and I have, we've sung together since college before we were married and, and done music and led worship. And I think, you know, it wasn't until actually a few years ago that we, when we would be home, we actually didn't do a whole lot of music at home because I think it was like a job thing mm. for us. Yeah. And go we, out to sing. Yeah. And I, I think we, we started to kind of feel convicted about that. The fact that we lead worship at church and on stage, but then weren't really singing and worshiping God in our home. And so that's been something we've been trying to cultivate um, over the last several years. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Oddly, I mean, it was the thing that we were really missing in our times at home and we were being really diligent about our time in the word, but it just, we kept staying in this habit of thinking we were going to go out somewhere, go to church to go worship Mm -hmm. God with our voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can totally relate because my background is in design and architecture and I've always done creative things. And then when I had kids, it didn't just, it didn't translate into my parenting for some reason. I felt like I needed to be really? like working to be creative. And then I was like, wait a minute, yeah. I can teach my kids to be creative and we can, and what it is one of our family values now is creativity is we can approach everything in a create a creative way. We don't need to leave it for arts and crafts, we can, we can really embrace it wholly. And so I can relate to sort of that compartmentalizing it without even realizing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So here, here to talk to us today about the six pillars of family worship. And what I love about the pillars is that they're just fundamental and can be applied to so many things. So let's just jump right in and talk about them. So give us the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these six pillars are just six things that we're trying to be intentional about in our our home life, especially in regards to our relationship with God together as a family. And so the first one is just singing together. This is one that we felt 
like we had to be intentional about because of what I just said about how we, we weren't necessarily finding that just being a natural part of our day, as I think a lot of people would expect from musicians. But Mm -hmm. for us, we had to sit down and go, we want to be intentional to sing to God together. We want to worship God with our voices in our home. And as we've been encouraging other families, I mean, so many families do not travel and sing professionally. And so music tends to be the thing that does get left out until we go to church on Sunday. I think just in general, in our American culture, we kind of tend to just turn on YouTube or leave it to the professionals. And we kind of sit back and receive musical worship if we don't feel like we're musical people. Mm. Uh, So we've really just been pressing into the word together. And as a family, just to go, why, why do we sing? Why is singing praises to God important for the people of God? And just to say a couple of things on that quickly, we've just been so encouraged to see all over the word and from many people that are smarter than us, just how God has created humans specifically to sing praises to him. We see that all over the word. God commands us to sing. And for so many reasons, one, because he's worthy of it. He invites us and commands us to bless him every day with our singing voices in the Psalms. We see that multiple times throughout the Psalms. But singing is just such an amazing way for us to enjoy praising God together, but also to remember what he's done. We talk about it a lot at home, but we call, well, songs are sticky. A lot of people will say that it's just easy to remember things that are set to music. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan says a lot that songs are weapons. And when we think about how God has perfectly designed our brains in a way that we just remember things when they're set to music, like our ABCs or... Our nursery rhymes. How amazing is it that we can set the words of God and the truths of God to song and be rehearsing the story of God over and over again with the body of Christ, with our families, so that in the moment when we need the sword of the Spirit, like that we've got God's words in our hearts and in our minds by the songs that we sing together. Mm -hmm. And so that's really fueled our passion for making sure we sing at home together mm-hmm. to remember what God's done and then to just enjoy praising him together. Yeah. I love the ability of music to just shift the atmosphere in our home for sure. I mean, I I have it set up now so that the Sonos in my house goes on at 7.30. Worship music just comes on just so that, because I'll forget to put it on. But yeah. as I'm getting breakfast ready, tidying up for the morning, getting the kids ready to get them ready for school, it just is in our home without a question. And, you know, I, I catch the kids humming and singing a little because I have older kids now. I don't know how cool yes. it is for my teenagers to be <laughs> <laughs> singing. But we we were really intentional about car rides and when we would travel places and go places to have that music that was building them up and edifying them on whenever, like whenever we yes. could. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Singing is just such a part of culture too. Every culture has, that I can think of, has singing as a part of their culture and and vibe and how they tell stories and how they kind of attach their memories to songs. Yeah. 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 All right. So what's the second pillar? The second pillar is praying together. So this is just, again, something we want to be intentional about and, and something more than just, you know, the traditional praying before our meals, which is wonderful thing to do, but just we we love getting to talk to God together. And I think during what our family worship time, which is just a five minute time that we gather together to, to pray and sing to God, we 
part of prayer is remembering that we're not just doing a thing, but we are together meeting with the God of the universe and we're being relational with him. And then especially as parents and really even as husband and wife, one of the things that's really amazing about prayer is that it reminds us that we are dependent on God. It, It reminds our kids too, that mom and dad are coming underneath the authority of God, that we that we refer to God as our father as well. And I just think that's a a really healthy thing Mm -hmm. for our kids to experience with mom and dad on a a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I think prayer also can be such an easy part of our worship that gets left out in our times together at home. I think so many spouses feel awkward praying with one another. We tend to pray by ourselves. And when we pray as a family, we're modeling this dependence on God in front of our spouse, in front of our kids. And we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. But in our family worship time, every day when we get together for a few minutes to open the word of God, we are always making sure to follow that up with prayer and then to sing. And we do that because after God has revealed himself to us in his word, we don't just want to learn about it with our minds. We want that to translate to our hearts and to model for our kids and also for ourselves to take the word and plant it in our heart and then talk to God about it. And to remind ourselves and our kids that this is about a relationship with the very real God of the universe who is with us in this time. And so anything we learn, we want to be talking to him about and asking for his help to walk out the life that he's made us for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. All right. Number three. So our third pillar, you know, if you are kind of in the whole family worship thing a lot of times that what people talk about is read pray and sing and so the idea is singing to god praying to god and then reading the word together which we we love we love reading god's word together but we kind of have changed this pillar for ourselves to being learning together mm-hmm. which includes mm-hmm. reading the word because we realized that that learning together in general is a really important thing and as when it comes to reading the Bible together, one thing that we got really caught up in is just wondering if we're qualified to be able to teach our kids God's word. You know, we don't have seminary degrees. We, you know, don't feel like professional Christians by any stretch of the imagination. And we, when we talk to parents, they feel those things as well. And they wonder, you know, surely I, the person that's best equipped to, you know, teach my kids God's word is the person at church who's getting hired mm-hmm. and paid to, to do that. But we love thinking about this is learning together because instead of us necessarily teaching God's word, which we still do some, we, we try to approach our time in God's word as a place where we're learning about God together. Mom and dad aren't the masters of this subject. We're not the masters of this verse. We're not masters of knowing who God is, but together mom and dad mm-hmm. and the kids, we're going to, we're going to receive from God together. We're going to dive in and explore and learn about him together. And, and so that's just been a really important kind of mental stance, I guess, that we've had when it comes to approaching God's word as a family. And we also Mm -hmm. wanted to call it learning together because first and foremost, we we learn about who God is through his word, but then the rest of the day, we want to be talking about God. We want to be learning about him together. And we see all over the Bible, but one place is in Psalm 19, we see that the world reveals to us who God is. And so when we've got this stance as a family of, hey, as we learn to use our gifts and talents, as we go outside and explore the world around us, 
as we experience life with other people and have experiences with the human heart, good and bad, what does that teach us about God and who he is and what he's, what he's made and um, how he's made us. We just want to be bringing that learning heart into every part of our lives. We also homeschool. And so we're, we're thankful for lots of opportunities throughout our day to just keep bringing God into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. So we're on four. Pillar number four. Again, the first three pillars that we just talked about are kind of things we want to be intentional about in regards to yeah relating with God as mm-hmm. a family. And normally when we think about family worship, it kind of stops there, but, but we've just found that we also want to be diligent about our culture between one another, because if we don't have a healthy dynamic between one another, it can really hinder our attempts to, you know, worship God together as a family. And so our fourth pillar is really simple. It's just, we're, we want to try to love each other. Well, you know, God calls us to love one another. In fact, all throughout the Bible, we even see that we can't really worship God if we're not also making a point to be intentional, to love each other well, because God takes how we treat one another personally. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that all over God's word. And so we, you know, just want to be intentional about being kind to one another, you know, sharing with one another, being patient with one another. It's not just having loving feelings, but just being really thoughtful about how we're interacting with Mm -hmm. one another. Yeah. And just letting the gospel shape us in how we treat one another. One verse we always come back to is in first John four, where it says uh, that we didn't love God, but he loved us and gave up his son for us. And if God has so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And we want our reading, praying and singing time to overflow into how we love one another and to just reflect the love of Jesus to each other. And in that way, with our kids, especially and to one another as spouses, just to make the gospel even more tangible in our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That matters a lot. Okay. Number five. Our fifth pillar is probably my favorite pillar. (laughs) Um, And it's just having fun together. I love, I think it's Ted Tripp. We heard him speaking once about parenting and he said, you know, the, the fun that we have together creates a context for our relationship. And that's true. I think we know in, in, our love relationships, at least at the beginning, you know, we go out and we date and we try to find shared interest and we try to create these experiences that are fun together because that creates a context for the rest of our relationship in our life together. Mm-hmm. And that's true even after we're married, but we kind of forget about that sometimes. And we forget to date one another and make sure we're having fun and creating mm-hmm. these experiences. But even uh, with our kids, I think this is really important to make sure we're being intentional to have fun together, to have these fun experiences with our kids, to get down on the floor and play with our kids, to go on adventures, to find mm-hmm. creative ways to have fun, to kind of shake things up and create moments and memories, or even in our times of family worship, just thinking about when we're reading the Bible or talking to God or singing, how can we make this fun, you know? It's not always, things aren't always going to be fun necessarily, but sometimes how can we think creatively and have fun together? I think that just matters a lot to us as humans, but I think especially to our kids because they feel that we don't just love them, but that we also like them whenever we're seeking to have fun with one another. And also 
I think we're really passionate about this because it's one thing, you know, we can make our kids read God's word while they're with us in our homes or sing to God or pray to God, especially when they're younger, but we can't really do the hard work of really driving faith into their hearts. That's just something that is impossible for us to do as parents. But what we can do is work to have a persuasive voice in their life, have a voice of we're we're like trying to get them to listen to what we have to say. And one of the ways to do that is to win over their hearts. And one of the ways to win over the hearts of our kids is to continue to invest in them, to share in the things that they enjoy and to create these moments together where we're having fun together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say along with all of all, all of those things, especially in a parenting relationship, we're always reflecting in a tangible way to our kids, the heart of God, the father and what it looks like to be loved. And I think it can be really easy for all of us. I know for me to put God in this intellectual box and not in a relational box. And Mm -hmm. we know from the word that we have a God that delights in us. He sings over us. David says in the Psalms that he saved me because he delights in me. And we want to we want to image forth that delight in our kids so that when we tell them that God is a father and just loves being with them and delights in them, that they have a context for what that looks like alongside the words of God and so that they aren't in two different boxes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. When I talk about family culture, I talk about the importance of fun. You know, we can do all the things, be intentional, teach what we want to teach. But if we're not having fun together, we're not creating that bond together. And in a workplace environment, like, you know, my husband's company will do offsites where they bring people together, they get them, you know, in a place where they can have fun and interact in a way that they're not typically used to acting with one another because they're trying to build that bond, that relationship, that trust that only just then allows them to perform better as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So number six. So the last pillar of our family worship time together is really just seeking to serve one another, seeking ways to serve one another, but also to find ways to serve together as a family, the world around us, because we don't want our worship of God to just be something that's internally directed only, but Mm -hmm. that we realize that, you know, we worship God personally and as a family, but that should always, the worship of God should always, you know, extend outside of us as well and motivate action from us of serving the world. Jesus himself said that he came not to be served, but to serve. And we want to model that for our kids. We want to teach them the value of seeing and empathizing and serving the needs of the people around them, whether that be your brother or sister, whether that even be helping mom or dad with things Mm -hmm. or the world around us being our neighbors, our church community really just anyone God brings into our life. And so that's just something, again, we have found we, with all of these things, even though we love all of these things, they don't just happen in the flow of our lives typically. So we, we have to just be intentional about Mm -hmm. seeking to serve one another and seeking to serve the world around us. Mm -hmm. And with serving, I think for us, that looks like this is definitely an area we're growing in, but just talking about throughout the day, how can we better serve one another in our family? How can we be a better team? How can we lay down our lives for one another and reflect Jesus to each other? How can we give up our time as a family? to go serve families in our neighborhood that we know need meals or someone that needs encouragement. And just the way that we talk about reflecting out the love of God comes out in the ways that we seek to serve people around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All of those six are great. I love it. 
So we're going to wrap up, but I want you to tell us a little bit more about your new album. I want you to tell me about your family devotion and the family worship initiative that you have. Yeah, thank you. We, Emily and I have been songwriters and worship leaders for the last 10 years together, and we have uh, produced several different projects, but our most recent project, because we have loved family worship so much, and we've just been growing with our kids in that we wanted to write some songs that were worshipful, not just for adults and and also not just for kids, but try to find something mm-hmm. where maybe the whole family could worship together. Because mm-hmm. I know one thing we hear from parents is, you know, I want to worship with my kids, but all the kid, kids music that I have, I drives me crazy. <laughs> um, or sometimes the kids feel bored because, you know, one thing that can happen is kids can begin to think, oh, well, this is mom and dad's music. So it's not for me. And it's kind of becomes boring for them in that way. And both um, sides kind of end up doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we wanted to try our best to create an album of songs that uh, kids could take ownership over and say, these are also my songs, but also songs that mom and dad would enjoy as well. And so we, we wrote and had produced 10 songs <laughs> and our kids sing on the songs as well to help you know, the, the kids in homes feel like, Hey, this is, I'm a part of this as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole message behind the album is called God of generations. And just uh, a reminder to us that this God that we serve, isn't just my own personal God. Um, but he also is the same God that, you know, our great, great grandparents worshiped and that the people of God have been worshiping forever. And also the God that is going to continue to be worshiped throughout the generations long before mm-hmm. we're um, long after we're gone. And so that's the worship album that we just released. Yeah. And with all of those songs, we've also created videos and different resources on our websites for families to use and for churches to use, to be able to sing that either, sing the songs either at home or in services or kids services. We've just tried to kind of make a million things to go around these songs. And one of the things that we definitely wanted to make a point to make was a family devotion book. And it was interesting because this album actually came out the week before the world shut down with COVID. So it was oddly though, this beautiful blessing that the Lord had already put this desire in our hearts because all of a sudden families were home live streaming church for a year or at least six months. And we knew that we wanted to take these songs and give families just a practical, just ramp into opening the word together, talking about it, praying Mm -hmm. together and singing a song. And so we created a 10 week devotion book that there's 10 songs. And so there's 10 weeks and it's five days each week on the scriptures that each song comes from. And we just kind of unpack it a little bit each day. And it takes about five to 10 minutes, depending on how old your kids are and how much you know you get into discussion together. And then you can just play the song on your phone or you can pull it up on YouTube or go on our website and, and sing along with the things that we've got created there. But then after we made that, we, we realized the problem that was already at hand, which is that just like us, we we were a family that didn't start a time of regular opening the word and praying and singing together until about three years ago. We didn't even know that that was a thing that we were even really supposed to do. We've been growing in that as a family and so many families are in that boat. And we've been talking to family pastors and children's pastors that we've served over the years. And they were all asking us, 
could you make not just a devotion book, but something that could just kind of lead families through how to do this so that they're not just thrown in there with a book that they feel ill-equipped to to use or just feel too awkward to start this in their homes. And so we took our six, I guess, maybe our favorite songs off of the album, and we turned the devotion book and the album into this six-week on-ramp to family worship uh, course or program that we have available on our website. And basically what it is, is just going through the six weeks of devotions, but with a lot of really great video resources. And something special that we did for this program is that on day one of each week, we have a 30-minute family gathering that's video guided by Jonathan and I, where we introduce the daily devotion. We give parents and kids an encouragement in their family worship time. We open with just a song of praise that everybody will know. We help them kind of lead the discussion questions, give them a fun activity, and we close with the song of the week. And that day one is our hope with that was just to kind of launch them into the rest of the week to just do their five to 10 minute Mm -hmm. uh, family devotion time until the week is up. And then we come back for day one of week two. And after six weeks together, our hope and prayer is that families will feel like, okay, they've gotten in a habit and a rhythm. We can do this. And now we're in the habit. So let's keep going. And so we, we released that goodness, I think about six months ago and have it available on our website for single families, but also for churches that might want to buy it more at a group rate to provide Mm -hmm. for their families. But we actually wanted to give all of the listeners that are listening today a special promo code if they want to check it out on our website. Yeah, it's would be at jonathanandemilymartin.com slash build your best family. So Okay. And so, that's where you can find it there. Yeah. And if yeah, you we'll link there, to that in the show notes too. Oh, awesome. Great. Yeah. And if you go there, uh, you'll get 20% off. And just for a single family, it's, it's $20 at full price. And so you can have six weeks of family devotions and video resources for goodness, I think about $15. Mm-hmm. So we would love for y'all to check that out. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. I yeah. think it's, yes. it's, it sounds like an incredible resource. I know that these kinds of courses or programs are great because they do, they take the guesswork out of it and they help us to get into a rhythm. And that's really what starts to change our trajectory and the culture of our home. Yes. Yes. That was definitely what we found. It's so much easier if you can just open up to the next thing and keep Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. You can find Jonathan and Emily at jonathanandemilymartin.com. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Jonathan and Emily Martin. I'll link to all of this and where you can find their incredible resources mentioned in our conversation in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave a review? Besides sharing this episode with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive and your reviews help families find us. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. 